Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding. Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola, you have a guest list manager, wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm-hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Hey guys, I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies, and we tangent. You look very pretty today. Thank you. I brought down the I'm a little. Oh, here it is. Offended. You're offended that I'm looking pretty. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I just feel like you get prettier and I get bigger. <laughs> well, I already had my turn. You're right. It just wasn't broadcast to thousands of people online. <laughs> that part is harsh. <laughs> What's, What's up, up, everyone? <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Good timing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we just want to shout out um, the person cups. who made it. <laughs> the way you shouted that out. Got cups. <laughs> it was so weird. That was a vocal gym because until you pointed it out, I didn't realize I said <laughs> it. You didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the things that I do when people say a certain <laughs> word. I didn't even say anything yet, though. I know. I knew you were going to say something about cups. <laughs> and I needed to say it. For, we got cups. But you didn't even say we got cups. You just yelled got cups. I like, apologize. Like we were in a 1996 <laughs> milk commercial. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. I thought this had the information of who made it. Uh, but it's just the care instructions. So, if you're the person who made us these cups, I'm sorry. Thank you. We have your information. Uh, just, just not, not down here. I really thought that I, I <laughs> thought ahead. And I didn't. So, apologies. But thank you for the cups. Thank you for the cups. And thank you for... She wanted us to have a little razzle-dazzle. Yeah. You also made Click Clack a bandana that I did not put on him. Because he <laughs> got aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> did he really? 
<laughs> yeah, no. Do not clothe me. <laughs> well, he's he doesn't even have a collar. Like he's just naked all the time. Mm-hmm. So he saw clothes and he was like, <laughs> no. Honestly, it's <laughs> I me. I just don't know where his collar is. <laughs> I my dogs haven't had collars in so long. Yeah, because if I take them on walks, they have harnesses. Well, he used to have when we used to live in our old house. We shared a driveway and we had a very small yard, mm-hmm. and we were there was no way for us to fence it in. So he had a shock collar right. to stay in the yard, and so collars just give him like PTSD. <laughs> oh, so he doesn't have one. You just started patting him and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking touch me. <laughs> yeah. We're fighting these streets. Hey, guess what? Today is a Friday. I just learned tomorrow. It's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's it's also national tequila day. Get the front door yeah. out of here. Oh, so wow. very excited. I am celebrating a day early. <sighs> Well, isn't that something? Celebrating for you as well. Yeah. <laughs> that I can't take part in. Yeah. But how fun. Mm-hmm. I love I w- tequila. I wouldn't even if I could. I'll tell you why. Tequila is not my... Mm. No? What's yours? Because I feel like everyone has like a drink that makes them fun, a drink that makes them sad, and a drink that makes them want to punch somebody. Yeah. So if I'm doing liquor, which I hardly ever do, mm-hmm. I can do rum. Liquor? I hardly know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That was just such a dad joke. Sorry. So I did it to myself. I like teed up myself. I was like, don't mind if I do. I'll take this one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'll go home. (laughs) Okay, anyway. Rum. I I like Captain Morgan or I like mojitos, which normally have rum in them. I love a mojito. Mojitos are my fucking drink of choice. Now, I used to be a bartender, so I know how fucking annoying making mojitos are. I'm sorry, but they're delicious, but they get really sweet. Like margaritas don't. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like mojitos. The only time I had like a lot in a row, normally Mm -hmm. I have like one or two max because, again, me and liquor. Hardly never been sicker. (laughs) Yeah. So, but whenever we went to Mexico, I was like, fuck it. Mm -hmm. I have like 12 of these in a row. But they don't make their sweet, and I didn't get sick from them. So I think that's what it was. And they have like, I don't know if it's water or something in them, but. I felt hydrated when I was drinking them. Oh, it was also it's ice. Have <laughs> <laughs> you know the ice? Have you ever <laughs> it's weird. Um, but it's like frozen water. But is there is there any drink that makes you like sad or aggressive? Yeah. So, um, like some people, they say wine gets them in their feels. Wine makes me happy. Yeah, wine's Real your happy, happy drink. Oh yeah. I love drinking wine and get getting like goofy, mm-hmm. but I do get a little sad if I've had too much. Yeah. Normally, I'll get heartburn before that, so I don't <laughs> have to worry. Uh-huh. Um, oh yeah, you don't normally partake in wine. No, it gives me a terrible, terrible mm-hmm. heartburn. But I found Pepsid, and I take those, pop one of those, yeah. and then I can drink like two glasses All as well. and be good. Um, beer is normally what I drink. I know, guys, but. If I'm going to fight somebody, I drink a beer. Really? Oh, yeah. See, if I'm going to fight somebody, I drink vodka. You want me to square up? (laughs) You want me to square up? (laughs) Beer? Give me a brewski. (laughs) Okay. See, my my brewskis are just like, I'm chilling. I'm chilling with my But not like an IPA. Oh, IPAs are what do it for me. Oh, my gosh. An IPA will just get me hammer town. Blackout. But like a Coors Light and all of a sudden, (laughs) I'm meeting someone at a back parking lot. (laughs) See, that's how I am with vodka. 
Yeah. Which used to be my early 20s drink of choice. I think that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Vodka. <laughs> Vodka. You're going to see parts of my body I didn't intend you to see at the beginning well, of the so night. that's tequila for me. <laughs> oh. That's why I'm, I don't do tequila. Also, I had a Patron night, which I think everyone in the world has had, like, a Patron mm-hmm. night. But it might not be Patron. But it's, an, like, a night with a liquor that makes you never oh, want... I can't even be in like, the same I can't room do that. with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got lightweight alcohol poisoning, so it's not funny. <laughs> yeah. But I did throw up... It's night you butt chugged. <laughs> Took a full tampon yeah. of the Patron. No. This guy at the bar was trying to impress me, and I was trying to impress him. So he was like, let's do Patron shots. Yeah. He was buying them for me, and yeah. he's like, I'm going to buy these because they're like $9 a fucking shot. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. But I was like... This is unlocking a memory from the poop house. Uh-huh, Go uh-huh, ahead. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm going to impress you by going shot for shot with you who normally drinks Patron. And I did them all within like 30 minutes. Probably like four. Oh, they hit you later. Oh, my God. They hit you hard later. Oh, my God. <laughs> so yeah. then I was like walking around and I started like, woo. And I was like, hey, I'm going to fucking throw up. <laughs> so someone Just needs so. to get me home. Everyone's right aware. <laughs> I'm about to show all my insides. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is going to be one. It's going to be like a meat sweats one where I got to take my clothes off. <laughs> meat sweats? You've never had the meat sweats? You talked about poop sweats last week. Yeah, you got lots of sweats. Well, if I eat too much meat, I get meat sweats. <laughs> Someone's going to diagnose you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who keeps diagnosing Sierra. She did bring it up to her doctor. Hey, and to be fair, you're really um, making me feel better about my hypochondria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're really reinforcing that. Things are being monitored now. Yeah. Um, but so then I did get a ride home. I had to drive like, it's not good with the microphone, but I had to drive yeah. with my hands over my mouth. You had to ride. I didn't try. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I did not try. Yeah, that wasn't the time. I put yeah. my hand over my mouth and my eyes. I drove. <laughs> it's better that I don't see this. <laughs> no one should witness what's about to happen. Yeah. Drinking no. and driving is not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I rode, and he was like, "Do not fucking throw up in my car. Don't throw up in my car." It was the DJ. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, the DJ. The DJ. And so uh, I didn't throw up in his car. Everyone has a DJ, don't yep. they? Yep. <laughs> DJ drove them home. <laughs> DJ drive me home. <laughs> uh, so then I finally got hey, home. Mr. DJ, won't you drive me home? I promise not to puke in your car. And I didn't. I made it to my bathtub. <laughs> not even the toilet. I made it to the bathtub. And guess who forgot they had pasta earlier? <laughs> <laughs> and then, because I was blacking out, I tried to sh- shove it down the drain. Oh, no! I know. Hair doesn't go down the drain. You thought noodles were going to go did. down the drain? And then my ex boyfriend, mm-hmm. who walked, wasn't the DJ, walked in on it on that scene. Oh, I also had fried pickles. <laughs> Pickles and pasta. What the fuck was wrong with me? I used to pregame hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Do you carbo loading <laughs> for Patron night? <laughs> yes. Uh. And he was like, hey, Sierra, why don't we stop what you're doing right now? <laughs> As you're trying to shove it down. Yeah. And then he took me to bed and I puked for like 10 hours. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. that's a little bit. You know what I want to know? Hmm. What the fuck is Jägermeister? Um, 
awful <laughs> for everyone involved. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, when there was a guy who came into a bar, I'm going to offend somebody, <laughs> but if there was a guy that used to come in and he would be like, Jager bombs all night, and then he also drank a Jager drink, I was like, you are not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. Someone- You've been judged. <laughs> Someone should keep an eye on you. <laughs> yes. You're going to do something illegal. <laughs> it's probably to a female. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't want to say it, but honestly, <laughs> yeah. it was always those types of guys where I was like, hey, ladies, don't fucking go home with this one. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. It was bad times. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I don't know what Jaeger is. And I just am curious to know what it is. I made out with a man wearing a glove one time. When I Did had you Jaeger. drink Jaeger? Yeah. Not, that wasn't my drink of choice. That was just what they had. And I was like, okay. It's terrible. Yeah, it's it gross. It tastes like Everyone's actual like, garbage. People are like, it tastes like black licorice. And I'm like, which also should be illegal. <laughs> like, like, that's that's the worst licorice. Yeah. Why do we like that? And then I think why I did like this. If there's one thing I don't want to do with black licorice, it's drink it. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> why don't you blend that up for me and serve it to me warm? <laughs> yeah. Because we literally, there would have like Jaeger that you, a chill machine. I remember we tried to get one and it broke because we, I worked. Because it's a, like, we must be hot. Yeah. I worked in a dingy ass bar. But again, these guys didn't give a fuck. Mm-mm. So I was like, you're drinking hot Jaeger. <laughs> I'm judging you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so gross. I was always like, we have every other kind of liquor here, <laughs> but are you, you for That's sure? That's the one you pick. Okay. If anyone's favorite drink is Jaeger, unsubscribe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we don't want you here. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm seriously kidding, but what is wrong with you? Use code and- tangents anywhere you can. <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> yeah. Because nobody should like Jaeger. Ugh. That much. I'll do a Jaeger bomb. Not, never anymore. I don't do there that. Was a place, back in the day. There was a place in Kent where we would get Vegas bombs. Oh, I liked Vegas. I used to make Vegas What's bombs. What's a Vegas bomb? So Vegas bomb is Crown, I think Peach Snops, and Monster. I just remember like having so many Vegas bombs and like sloppy making out with Shane yep. in a bar. <laughs> yep. That's and cool. I was like, everyone thinks this is romantic. <laughs> I had a bunch of Vegas bombs on New Year's one night and accidentally showed my whole ass to the bar <laughs> and my boss was there. <laughs> See? See, there's one liquor that, like, well, you said that was tequila. Turns out it's just a lot of and them. It turns out it's liquor. That's why I don't yeah. drink liquor Fair a enough. lot. Liquor makes me um, sloppy with my body. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the nicest way I can put that. Okay. And sloppy with my mouth. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And my, yeah. My words. <laughs> there you go. But go. also sometimes my mouth is coming <laughs> back up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. What we're saying is you don't need alcohol to have a good time, guys. No, look at me. I'm six months sober. Yeah. I, sometimes I'll listen to old episodes if people like bring them up in the fangens page or like uh, share them on their story. And I'm like, what did I say in that one? Yeah. Um, and I forget that I'm pregnant until I make some kind of a comment because I kind of still sound drunk, which just proves to people that we that don't need alcohol to have a good time. That we're this way we sober. Are. Yeah. Yeah. So many people are like, look at them. They're high as fuck or they're drunk as fuck. And I was like, I'm so sober. I'm <laughs> yeah. also painfully sober. Yeah. yeah. And there was a there was a time at the beginning when I was 
in solidarity with you before I realized, like, that's no fun for me. No, it's no fun for anybody. <laughs> yeah. Get on. And you weren't in solidarity with me the whole time. Mm-mm. No, I wasn't. Mm-mm. Okay. No, you got sad and you started drinking again. Uh, that's <laughs> right. Oh, alcohol yeah. is a depressant. So if you think that's going to make you feel better, it's it not. Doesn't. Yeah. And if it, you think that it will, drink like two max, and that's it. Oh my God, we tricked you. This is an intervention. <laughs> Surprise! Should we talk about this? Because yeah. we everyone can't. here loves you. We didn't mean unsubscribe. Yeah, come back, Jaeger Bros. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome too. All right, I'm kidding. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Fooled ya. (laughs) Okay. Do you have a monster tattoo? Get out. (laughs) Oh, you do have a monster tattoo, don't you? Oh, my goodness. And you you have a pair of testicles hanging from your truck. I'm sure of it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Truck nuts. (laughs) (laughs) I I stared at truck nuts for the longest time, like... Why? 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 You you made a choice. You made a choice <laughs> to put testicles on your vehicle. To purchase and put testicles on your vehicle. Yeah. And even if it wasn't your choice to purchase them and it was a gift, you still made the choice to <laughs> put them on your vehicle. <laughs> Hang them from your freaking mirror at least. So they get to look in the mirror and then see themselves with truck nuts hanging from their face? That'd be way funnier. I'm doing truck nuts for me, not for other people. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Because uh, the only... Oh, I'm not touching my... <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so nervous. Hopefully Mo- uh, Mosby's not blocking you. Um, But the only reason that I would get truck nuts would be for a funny haha every yeah. once in a while. Who's going to laugh if they're on the back of my shit? Mm. Other people? This yeah. isn't for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so what we're trying to say is... This episode's about friendship breakups we had to make a little haha funny times because this might get a little sad you think you have the information so i don't think it's sad this was a requested episode just so everyone knows yeah um and it's important i don't think it's really important especially after reading as much as i have about it i think this is something that everybody should talk about because it doesn't get talked about a lot and i think it's something everyone can relate to it's absolutely true yeah so um i forget where i saw it i don't know if it was message to us or if it was commented in a thread but i remember i remember seeing friendship breakups and i intentionally ignored it (laughs) and then but we jotted it down um because i am no stranger to friendship breakups yeah and i know that i have been the source of people's trauma yeah because of a friendship friendship (laughs) friendship breakup i know that um it's been a really, really sad, hard topic. Yeah. And I would never want to speak about something that's not just solely my story right. in, a, in a way that could then reopen a wound for someone else. But knowing that this is something that everyone goes through and that there are friendship experts. Yes. Like friendship relations or friendship coach experts yeah that are like authors have books yeah um one of the women i'm going to talk about was had a ted talk and i don't know are we going to link the article like we did again yeah so we'll do that if you go to the link um on the bottom of it it links her ted talk and so that's really cool i'm not going to go over that you can watch that because i want her to get a little bit of yeah you know yeah but yeah, I didn't realize how much of it, but it's important. It's yeah. another thing that you grieve that you don't realize you can grieve. Yep. And so a lot of people don't, and that's why it hurts so bad. Yeah. Or it feels almost like... Unresolved. Unresolved. Yeah. There's so, no closure. 
we're going to talk about that, I mm-hmm. guess. So mm-hmm. buckle up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys noticed that the uh, the the framing shifted a little bit, it's because I trusted Shane to line it up. <laughs> And I shouldn't have. <laughs> and that was your first mistake. <laughs> I'm going to start this off. There's three women that I would like to talk about. And uh, Mary Halton is the one who wrote this article. Okay. But the two women that she talks about are... Thelma and Louise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen Newton. She has the TED Talk. <clears throat> and Danielle Bayard Jackson. So their friendship coach. Well, Danielle is a friendship coach. And I think Kristen... Um, founded Heart Convos, which aims to help people who feel stuck in unsatisfying friendships have the kind of open and honest communication that keeps a friendship healthy. Hmm. Which I didn't know was a thing, yeah. but it is. And I it's linked in this article as well. I can't tell you how many times like people have um, spoken about friendships Almost like their relationships, and I always felt weird about that. Say, well, I they always talk about that in this. Always felt weird when it felt like I was in a relationship with someone who I was in a friendship with. Oh my god, there's such a good part about that in here. But like, it, you are. Yes, you, you are. really are. Okay, so this says whether it's slow drifting <clears throat> apart from a childhood friend or a sudden sharp distance created by a disagreement, which I think that's like the two ways that it can go. Yeah. So there can either be like a big falling out mm-hmm. and. Um, conflict yep or kind of just fizzles apart yeah which both are very sad when they happen yep. but um it said losing someone that you thought would always be in your life is profoundly jarring mm-hmm. friendship breakups will happen over the course of our lives and we need to start learning how to deal with them in healthy ways this is what jackson says danielle jackson the most of Sorry, she says, the most significant thing we need to do is normalize the fact that sometimes friendships do end and that can actually be healthy. However, we haven't been taught to carry this expectation into our friend relationships. She says, we're not looking at our friends through a lens of, gosh, I hope this works out, but we'll do that with a romantic partner. So, like, think about that. You're thinking, when you go into it with a romantic partner, you're thinking this could either be a marriage or it could end. Yeah, like I'm dating this person as a life partner, like I want this to be my forever or I have no intention on this lasting. Yes. And you never think that with a friendship, with a friendship, when you enter into it, you think this is for life. But sometimes I don't even think that you realize you're entering into it. Exactly. And and sometimes I don't think that you're realizing that you're thinking this is going to be forever, but you yeah. definitely don't ever think this is going to end. Yeah. You know? So it says with a partner, we wonder if they're going to be the one, but with friends, we assume they're the one from the minute we establish that we like each other mm-hmm. and we like hanging out with each other. So because we don't view the loss of a friendship as a normal occurrence, it feels like a personal failing when it happens or something we should be ashamed of. Or, as she puts it, if friendship is supposed to be easy and yours ended, you assume, what did I do wrong? Mm -hmm. But that's not the case. Friendships, like any relationship, sometimes aren't meant to be. And even if they are, maintaining them takes real work. Yeah. Um, This is from Kristen Newton. She says... I feel or I think we feel blindsided because we belittle the value and significance of our social connections and friendships. We recognize the weight that they carry when they don't work out and we experience the hurt and disappointment. Yeah. So how do you get over a friendship that ends? That's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. I think that I have probably had one, two, three, four... I would say four or five hard friendship breakups. Yeah. 
And I think those that were like hard friendship breakups, not just like fizzle out things. Because I'm the type of person. I had two really big ones and they're both. One was young. <laughs> and they're both oh, my I friends even, again. I didn't even count ours. Right. Because we're friends again. It wasn't a breakup. Well, that's it, what. We yeah. were on a break. <laughs> we went on a break. <laughs> yes. We were on a break. Um, But the four that I think were like significant in my life were ones that were abrupt or that I didn't understand or that were like out of a explosive type situation. Yeah. But most of my friendships with people, I don't need to talk to them every day Mm -hmm. to know that that foundation is still solid and that that relationship is still a a safe space for me. Yep. Um, But the ones I think that hit me the hardest are ones that I don't get it. Yeah. Like, I don't know why it happened. And one of them, like, wasn't even necessarily my friend. It was a friend of someone close to me that I, like, didn't understand why they weren't in my life anymore. And it was never explained to me for, like, 10 years. Yeah, that's terrible. So... It's hard. And then you have to, like I said, it, you don't feel like you should be able to grieve that because the person mm-hmm. didn't die. And right. also you didn't go through a breakup, right. but you did kind right. of. That person isn't in your life anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's, I have friends that I was friends with in high school that literally don't talk to me at all anymore. Yeah. See, those are ones that like to me fizzle out that I don't necessarily miss. And see, I don't miss them either. Yeah. However, it feels kind of un- like that unresolved feeling. Yeah, like it feels what, like there like, was no... Um, what's the word that people need when they end closure? a relationship? Closure. Yeah. There was no closure. So I feel like, and, and then I think there's that awkward part in like your mid twenties with the people that you were friends with in high school where you try to rekindle it mm-hmm. and then you get together and you realize how different you are and yeah. it's like so awkward. Yeah. And then you don't know where to go because you're both kind of like understanding that this is over. Right. But at the same time, neither one one of you wants to be like, well, mm-hmm. I'll see you never. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was fun. Let's never do that again. <laughs> Good try. So you're always just like, well, we'll keep in touch kind yeah. of a thing. And yeah. I think with Facebook, it kind of is hard, too, because you feel like you kind of know them. And you're still like in their life because yeah. you know about it. But you never reach out. You never talk to each other. You might say it like a congrats every once in a while. Have you noticed that since we started the podcast or since you know more people have listened to the podcast that your friends have spoken to you less no i was gonna say more <laughs> you think more yeah. my friends have talked to me less and then when i do talk to them they're like oh my god i'm sorry i've just been listening to the podcast so i feel like <laughs> oh, we've been hanging out no, yeah my but friend- i realize that you don't know anything about me i just know what's going on with you yeah well that's actually i have two other best friends. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. that's okay. I have others as well. Yeah. But uh, Kristen and Lindsay, shout out because I love you both so yeah. much. Oh they my God, are... Lindsay, I'm so sorry I never messaged you back about headshots. I'm a piece <laughs> of shit. I'm so sorry. We'll get back you to you. You just jogged that memory of mine. Well, you can. I don't have any time, but I, I feel so guilty. <laughs> I will make time for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you still need them. I The thing that I love about both Lindsay and Kristen are. They are friends that I can go. Uh, me and Lindsay have gone like five years without speaking to each other, literally. Yeah. And then when we get together, it's never awkward. It's right. always like whoop, picks right back up. I don't ever want to leave when I'm with them. But it, it's that strong foundation again. Where same with Kristen, 
if I'm not around her for a while and then we get together, we're like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. but whenever we're apart, I, I guess I just don't even think about it because we're both just doing our things. Yeah. And then she said the one day, same thing. She's like, I just listen to you guys all the time and I just feel like <laughs> we're together. Yeah. So I don't realize I feel that like it's I been filled my long. Sierra cup or I feel like my filled, I filled my Jerry cup. Yeah. But like, like we had our social interaction. Yeah. But I, I love the people that you can go without. But then there's people that you go without and you're like, yeah, I'm probably never going to talk to these people mm-hmm. again. It's probably free. I'm, I'm enjoying actually this break from <laughs> yes. this person. And it feels terrible because you mm-hmm. shared a closeness. And there's yeah. so many like, I remember one of my friends from high school. I mean, I was with her every single day for like years. I yeah. feel like we were together all the time or talking or doing something. Yep. She was at my house constantly or I was at hers. And... Now I'll see her and it'll be fine, but we don't go out of our way to see each other. Right. And it almost feels like I'm a mean person for that, mm-hmm. but I know that she probably wouldn't enjoy it either if we yeah. hung out, but neither one of us wants to acknowledge that. So we just... See, I think the weird part is, if this is the person I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. they just had like a life milestone mm-hmm. moment and like you're about to have another life mm-hmm. milestone moment. And I feel like people who were in your life for such a significant amount of time, when you hit a big milestone moment and they're not a part of it. You feel like you should be. Almost. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. When I envisioned this moment, like, for example. Especially because um, she was there for my first milestone moment. Yes. Big time. Yes. When I when I was in middle school, high school, I would get in, like, fights with my mom because yeah. I said, this person is going to be my maid of honor. Yes. And my mom was like, you have two sisters. The One of your sisters will be your maid of honor. Spoiler alert, neither of them were. So sorry, guys. <laughs> but um, thank you for both doing speeches at my wedding. I appreciate it. They were very nice. Um, but I always said, this person is going to be my maid of honor. This is my best friend. Like, yep. she knows me more than absolutely anyone. And then we had a falling out. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it was I... I really struggled to know who I was as a person. I've mentioned before that my imposter syndrome um, was born in me at a very young age and that I felt like I needed to fit into this mold of whoever I needed to be to make the other person happy. And I didn't realize until I was in college that like just being who I was was enough to make people happy. But that person didn't fit with those other people anymore yeah so in order for me to be who I needed to be for me to like me right I wasn't going to be liked by this other person anymore but when I was engaged and I was we were planning my bachelorette party and I was thinking about my wedding I'm like oh my god I'm not even speaking to this person this person who I swore was going to be my maid of honor has never even met my fiance yep And I tried to rekindle that friendship. And it was like you said, it was just, we were two different people. Yes. And as hard as we tried to make, almost like, you know how Shane and I have been together for 10 years. Yeah. Sorry, is this easy to follow? If it's not easy to follow, sorry. Most of our listeners also have ADHD. They're checked out. (laughs) If if you're just hearing our voice for comfort, like, hey guys, happy whatever day it is to you. Happy tequila day. Yeah. Oh wait, past tequila day. Yeah. We hope the simulation is being kind to you. <laughs> um, but 
You know how when you enter a romantic relationship with mm-hmm. someone, you kind of choose to love them in every version of themselves that they are going to be. Yes. Shane and I have been together for 10 years and we've been so many different people so in that many. time. Yes. So I think when I reconnected with this friend, I expected to love the new version. Yeah. Of them. I And I went into it with the intention of being like, you know what? Whatever friendship we had before, on some foundation, we had to have had a mutual love and respect for each other. Mm-hmm. So love and respect, I think you can build any kind of relationship on. And I wanted to, but I think the problem was I don't I don't know if who I was right. was going to be someone that she loved and respected. And maybe she did, but it was just like, I love and respect you. But from a distance, yes, <laughs> like yeah. not in the same room, for sure not in the same car. Yes. Well, that's so the person that I was talking about who is, went through a big milestone, I wished nothing but good things for her. Mm-hmm. I hope that the best things in the world come to her. And if she needed me tomorrow, I think that I would be there. Yeah. But do I think that we'll ever start hanging out again? Probably not. Yeah. Um, mostly because I'm a sucky friend. <laughs> Even to my friends that I'm like yeah. very close with. But also just because I think we're different people. We took very different paths. At this point, it's almost like beating a dead horse yeah. trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay because I think I had I, I had relationships with people. I say this all the time, I think. I'm not sure on the podcast, but I have multiple ex-boyfriends that I'm still friends with. Yeah. That like when I see them out we are cool with each other. Um, we don't need to talk yeah. outside of if we bump into each other. Right. But when we do, it's nothing but good feelings there. Yep. It's always a good time, whatever. I have them on social media, and so I'll say a thing here and there on the birthday or whatever. Right. And that's how I feel about her. And I think that's okay. Yeah. If I see her out, I'm sure we would go over, we would talk, we would catch up. It would be a great time, and then we would go our separate ways yeah. again, and it would be fine. And in that way, you get to preserve that relationship yes. without because maintaining it. Because I think it? if you force it, it's going to Oh, yeah, be and a, that's what I did. Yes. I, I tried to force this relationship, and... <clears throat> it gets to the point where it, you're both like, oh, we don't well, like this. I think the problem was... What I wanted from the friendship and what she wanted from the friendship and what we were both willing to give to the friendship were two different things. Mm -hmm. And I don't think either one of us was wrong Mm -hmm. for our the expectations that we put on the relationship, but it just was never going to work. And I think had we not had the falling out that we had, because I think what I did to this person hurt her deeply. And I don't know that that's something that I could have ever come back from. Yeah. Um, and I don't blame her for feeling that way towards me. I I was in a really dark place right. where I was trying to figure out who I was. I was trying to leave an abusive relationship. I was um, lost. And unfortunately, when I blew up, she was the one that it all fell on. Yeah. Hey guys, remember when I told you how blind I was and um, how my vision's just like slowly going away? Good news. If you relate to Sierra, we're here to tell you about Warby Parker. Warby Parker offers quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point, offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams 
online and in store. You know, the online part is my favorite part of everything. I think that's what I'm most excited to tell them about is Warby Parker's free home try-on program. You guys get to go to their website, you take an online quiz, and they basically show you what glasses they think are going to best suit your face. And you get to pick five pairs to get shipped to you to try on at home, which I think is incredibly like the coolest thing that was like some like for free futuristic thing you get it for free for five days there's no obligation to buy any of them but you get to test them out on your face they ship for free it includes a prepaid return shipping label simplest process in the world and did we say just eyeglasses? Because they also offer a wide variety of contact lens brands, including AccuView and Biofinity. And they also have sunglasses starting at $95 and available with prescription, which is incredible. I think my favorite thing is that they offer blue light filtering glasses, even though, yeah, I do need to have my eyes checked. So maybe I need to take them <laughs> up on that whole eye exam situation. But until then... I, my eyes do a lot of screen time, yep. hella screen time. And the fact that they offer blue light lenses in all of their glasses is so the nice. best. Warby Parker's sunglasses also feature premium polarized lenses that are scratch resistant and provide 100% UV protection, which is important to keep your little eyeball safe, everybody. Thank God, because I am hard as heck on my, <laughs> on my glasses, on my eyewear. On my eyeballs. So whenever you guys are ready, try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash tangents. I think that's another, I lost a majority of my close friends in when I was yeah. in my toxic and abusive relationship. And I think it's hard to ask people who truly love you mm -hmm. to stick around and watch you be the worst version of yourself. Um, and that's what I was doing. That's why you and I fell apart. And then the other person that I said I had a falling I'm going to cry with tequila? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> Wait, is tequila make you cry? Or well, it normally makes me laugh, but Shane and I agree that um, I'm Martha Rita tonight. Oh. So, which I, I told Megan I was Martha Rita because I told her what episode we were doing. And she was like, oh, how much tequila is being consumed? And I said, call me Martha Rita. And oh. then she Googled it. Oh, what's Martha and a, Rita? And a... a What's that called? A recipe for Martha Stewart's margaritas came up. <laughs> I thought I was being clever, like calling it. myself Martha Rita. Um, and I only was only speaking with a British accent earlier. Anyway, <laughs> I am obsessed with clothes. Oh, yeah. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for my closet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's why I'm so excited to be sharing Newly with our audience because Newly is a way to try out trendy styles, colors, silhouettes, all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in, but are like gonna make your bank cry. Mm -hmm. Now you can rent them for a period of time and then you just ship them back. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. That's another beautiful thing mm -hmm. because a lot of places may not have options yeah. for everyone. And this has so much diversity, not only in the brands that they offer, but also they have fast free shipping and returns 
and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like, or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it and you're like, I I don't think that's for me, but there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six dials, but right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code TANGENTS20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code TANGENTS20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code TANGENTS20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them? or afford them? Try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. Honestly, a lot of times you make that appointment at your appointment you already have. I don't know when I'm going to schedule my breakdown. I don't know when I'm going to need to talk to somebody. And with Talkspace, it's so nice because you can send messages to your therapist so you don't have to wait for your next session. Talkspace therapists can help with any specific challenges that you might be facing. And it's the number one online therapy platform with licensed therapists and over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, so much more. Plus, therapy can help you find the tools to cope in difficult times and just be a guiding light. So like maybe you're not going through something really intense, but you just have like, I don't know, a work issue or something going on with a friend of yours that you just need an outsider's perspective. And Talkspace is amazing for that. They also are in network with most major insurers. So check in on that. Yeah, absolutely. If you got it. Plus, as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash tangents and enter promo code SPACE80 to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Tangents, promo code SPACE80. Ladies and Tangents is sponsored by Claritin. Luckily for those that live with symptoms of allergies, you can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I will tell you, it's so funny because in my household, Corey recently was like, I think I'm getting a cold. I'm getting a cold. I'm getting another cold. I'm like, hey, babe, I think you have allergies. I think maybe you just need to pop one of these pills. And guess what? All of his symptoms went away. I'm like, "Mm, I don't think it's a virus. I think it's just weeds. (laughs) And I also know that whenever I go to Sierra's house, my allergies kick into place because of a certain pet. (laughs) So true. And thankfully, I'm able to enjoy all my time there. Now, just after I take a little Claritin D, clears me right up. All my (laughs) symptoms are just like, what cat? (laughs) Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Get non-drowsy relief for allergy symptoms with Claritin D. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful release is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. 
spring vibes are in the air. And when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming around your house, you probably want to smell them and not your litter box. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Pretty Litter, you can. Seriously, nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. And I'm serious when I say that the, whatever magic is in those crystals, I cannot smell anytime. My cat will literally poop right next to me and I don't realize that she did it until I hear her litter box start going. It's lightweight, low dust and one six pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals also change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat like urinary tract infections, kidney issues and so much more. Which is super helpful since cats can't talk and that's a important information to have. <laughs> so true. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. I know because whenever I go over to Sierra's, it's there. <laughs> have some. Seriously, but it's so nice because I don't have to change it as much as normal, but I still have some on deck then whenever I do need it. And you won't run out and you don't have to go to the store and carry around a giant thing of litter. Go to prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash tangents to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash tangents. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is the most important thing to you when it comes to menstrual care? Um, I would say probably not having to worry about leaking, going about mm. my day, and not worrying about having to run to the bathroom when you feel that, oh, what's, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, I think I'd agree. Yeah. And that's why we're excited to tell you about Flex. If you want a period product that looks out for your body, your lifestyle, and the planet, you've got to try Flex. There's the Flex Disc, which is a one-time-use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body. It's not a cup, and it's better than a tampon. It's unlike any period product you've ever seen before. One Flex Disc can be worn for up to 12 hours, and it holds as much flow as three super tampons. Plus, you can wear it for mess-free period sex. Yes, my white sheets... (laughs) Love that for me. (laughs) Flex discs also create 60% less waste compared to pads and tampons. So they are planet friendly. And if you want to go with zero waste and have the planet love you even more, you can pick up the Flex Cup, a reusable menstrual cup that Cosmo rated number one. The patented pull tab makes Flex the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. It's so easy. You already know how to use it. And you won't lose it. Yes, which is very important. It's also disability friendly and made with beginners in mind. So when I say like this is easier to use than tampons, I really truly believe that. Well, this beginner is grateful for that. (laughs) Yes. It's also velvety soft and completely body safe and it lasts for years. So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table, and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com slash tangents and use code tangents for 20% off Flex Disc starter kits. Or 10% off your first Flex Cup. Plus, you get free U.S. shipping. That's code tangents at flexflexfits.com slash tangents. That's neither here nor there. But when you talk about what happened with us, it makes me very emotional. Yeah, and and I can say that looking in from your side because the other friendship breakup that I had that was explosive yeah. was with Kristen. Mm-hmm. I can say that because, you know, <laughs> we're cool now. We're yeah. still besties. We no one go fight out. Kristen. No, she's an amazing human. But it was the same situation where I was watching her in a terrible relationship and I loved her so much and I had to be like, I can't do this yeah. anymore. 
because I love you mm-hmm. and I'm watching someone break you yeah. and you were defending him. I did the same thing. So yeah. I get it. But um, well, that was that was the hard part with us is because I told you I wouldn't leave. Yeah. I told you I said over and over again. You can be mad at me. You can call me names. You can cuss at me. You can tell me I'm wrong. You can hate me yeah. forever. But if if you hate me and you're safe, I don't care. Yeah. And I, but I, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to stop checking yeah. in on you. I'm not going to stop driving past your house. I'm not going to stop <laughs> making him feel threatened by my presence. Which it did. It worked. Good. And same with Kristen's boyfriend. Yeah. I'm still watching you. <laughs> but that's it. Eventually, we became friends again once he was out of the picture because it was. She was like, I saw what was what you were yeah. trying to do. I understand. Um, even he said something to me later, like I get it. And she used to cry on the couch and like scream at me and be like, "You took my best friend away from me" and things yeah. like that. And um, the what I did was I pushed people away because I was embarrassed. I didn't want people to see yeah, me yeah. at the worst, at my worst. You didn't want people to be right. It, well, yeah, and I yeah. didn't want to. I didn't want to admit that I was putting myself into a situation that I shouldn't have been. Right. Because at the time, yes, it was terrible, and yes, I know it's hard to get out of abusive relationships. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is I didn't want to leave. Yeah, I didn't want to, mm-hmm. and that was my decision. And I didn't want people to make me feel like. They Badly, knew that yeah. I needed to leave because I knew I did, but I didn't want to. Yeah. And so now when I see those people, I know they know that version of myself. And I don't know how to go about, hey, let me reintroduce who I am now. Yep. Because I almost feel like they'll think it's a fake but it's just the better version. I feel yeah. like I'm actually me. The safe, healthy version of you. Yeah. But I, and so that's I, so really scary. I just get away. I'm like, we'll just never talk again. How's that's that? scary because you're like, are you even going to like this version yeah, of me? Exactly. And I have such anxiety. This is again why I love my friends who I don't ever see. And we were the same way when you lived in Cannes. We fucking, sorry. Not, uh, what I said where you lived. Oh, oh you I don't live there. Out. I don't. Okay. I don't live there anymore. Also, I thought you were like, I thought you were censoring <laughs> yourself because you said fuck. And I was like, you just talked about butt chugging tequila. Like, I think fuck is fine. No. We're, uh, we're in charge here. Yeah. But when you live there, we like never saw each other. And yeah. I think that it was fu- We were mm-hmm. obviously. Well, I lived in Kent and we never saw each other. Right. Like, exactly. So I know that I can go that way. But then when too long of time passes, I get like. Oh my God, they hate me. They never want to talk to me again. So I'm just not going to say anything See? to them and let them reach out to me. And then if they don't, I'm like, I fucking knew you it. You feel validated. <laughs> yes. So and I it talk, shouldn't be on them. I think I've talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it again. The The fear I feel like you're talking about is space. So mm-hmm. anytime that there's space yeah. created. I love this when you do this analogy. Whether it's through like an argument or just like time mm-hmm. or distance if there's space created People in, getting busy yeah in any kind of relationship you fill that space with anything that you want yeah and when you're in an unhealthy state of mind you fill that space with negative thoughts yep. they hate me they think i'm stupid mm-hmm. they're judging me they found better friends and so now that person has no clue that you filled the space with all of your anxieties, all of your insecurities, all of your doubts. And very much they could be filling the oh, space. Oh, yeah. They're space. also filling shit in there. Yep. And the problem is you'll either never unpack it. And so 
you'll just live thinking that all the stuff in the space is true. <laughs> yep. Or if you do connect again, it's so uncomfortable because you know what's standing between you. Yep. And how do you go about being like, hey, hey uh, I know uh, it's been a while. Do you actually hate me? <laughs> is it because you think I'm a dumb, dumb, dummy, dumb, dumb? <laughs> is it because you think I'm the most annoying person in the world? Yeah. Is it my teeth? <laughs> See, like you're never going to want to unpack that. And so that's why I feel like you stay in that place that's like, I'd rather either just never know what you really think about me and only keep this as a surface level. Yeah. Or we'll never see each other again because I don't, <laughs> I can't face you. Yes. And the two friends that I have talked, uh, you know, talking yeah. about, I haven't seen them since I've been pregnant. And that's a hundred percent on me because in my head, I'm thinking and they're, they're not my party friends. Like that's the thing too. That, yes. We would drink maybe some wine when we would hang out or have a white claw every mm-hmm. now and then. But like, we weren't like, let's go out to the bar and drink together kind of friends. We yeah. would have really like great conversations and just be with each other and like have good whatever. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm no fun because I'm pregnant. <laughs> they mm. don't want to hang out with me and hear me complain. They both have children. Yep. And Kristen has recently been pregnant and had a child. I so also, you filled that space. Yes. Because in my head, I'm like, they don't fuck it. Or. And they I could think, fill it with Sierra doesn't want to hang out with us because. She's got so much going on. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. Because I also don't want to get together. There's a small part of me since the podcast. This is going to sound so whatever. Since the podcast is getting bigger, mm-hmm. that I almost want to talk about it less with people mm-hmm. because I feel like, and people will approach me with it, like, yeah. oh my God, your podcast, that's so amazing. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be like, yeah, it's cool. And yeah. not want to say anything else because I'm down. like, if I start talking about it, I feel like, what a little See, braggy brag. <laughs> I, I am the opposite where I'll answer questions and then berate myself afterwards, be like, wow, Jerry, you just made someone <laughs> else's 21st birthday party. All about fucking you. Yes. Nice. Even though they ask. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, you sound like such a pretentious asshole yes. right now. So in my head, I'll just be like, or in my head, that's what will happen out loud. I'll just be like, yeah, it's fine. Yep. And then they're like, so yeah. So now so you think go. all your friends hate you. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm a pretentious asshole. <laughs> Even yeah. though they support this, they listen constantly. Yeah. They want like good yeah. things for me in my life. But Which I'm is like, a good friend. <laughs> They love me. They're good friends to me. I'm just a piece of shit. (laughs) I am. I really am. You're not. No, I'm not. I just have anxiety, which is a trauma response. I know because when I was in high school and had these friendships, I never thought this way. Mm -hmm. It was the person that I was with that put those thoughts in because he was putting a line in the sand and digging it deeper and deeper and saying... He put those thoughts in my head because he wanted me away from those people because yep. he knew those people eventually were going to want me away from him. Mm-hmm. So when he told me these things subtly, I like I couldn't even tell you right now how he did it. But I know that had to be it yeah. because I never thought like this before that. Mm-hmm. And now I do. And it's sad because I when I hang out with these people, it'll be like for four hours and then I'm like, how about as we just never go to sleep? <laughs> because I just want to be here forever. Yeah. And then when I leave, it's sad because I'm like, well, there it goes. I'll see you in a year. Yeah. <laughs> never well, that's the again. hard part, too, is I don't think people realize that when you get older, you just have less time to invest in these friendships. Mm. And so, like, mm-hmm. what friendship looks like is different. It's so different. I remember my sister saying something to me about how I had no friends and I was like, what do you mean? I have no friends. She's like, you don't go anywhere. No one invites you anywhere. And I'm like, I had to explain to her. 
I don't that, have time for that. Well, I was in college at the time. I'm like, my friends live all over the country. Yeah. It's not that we all go to the same high school and we can go. I mean, no one invited me then. But <laughs> it's not like we all live in the same space and we can go to the movies or we can go to the mall. Like, that's not a thing. Yep. Our getting together is once a year. Yep. And it's like, fill up your friend cup and then hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Check in we'll on each other when you can. Yeah. yeah. It has to be a more deep connection than that. And I think that's why you have to be careful like about, at least for me, I'm more careful about who I let into my space and how much I allow them to have of me anymore because the thought of friendships blowing up the way that they did previously Mm -hmm. Would be so much more damaging to me now. Oh yeah, it's than it was then. Yeah, it's devastating because yeah. what you are forming now is like real, lasting yeah. relationships. You yeah. think I feel like I'm marrying all of these people. Yeah, like I want you in my life forever if you're in it now. Yeah, and you're talking about like vulnerable stuff, like your children and your fears about. That's the difference. It's mm-hmm. not we're not going out and partying and drinking at bars. Like yeah, I sit down. We talk about our kids. We talk about our careers. We talk about our like marriage. Our partners. Yeah. Yes. Like everything that we talk about now is real life shit. Yeah. And it's like. It's scary to let people in that. Yes, because then if they go away, they know all of that. They know your weaknesses. Yeah, you feel like you're naked in the middle of the room. Yes. Yeah. And I only do that when I drink tequila. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so when it happens, how do you get over it? So, like, how do you get closure, essentially? Yes. Have we even really talked about friendship breakups or just, like, friendships in general? We've, like, referenced, like... yeah breakups friendship well we did hardships fizzling out yeah and i think that's i think for me that's the hardest one you think fizzle outs i do i think anything abrupt but i think that's a trauma response from my childhood yeah and mine is a trauma response from thinking that because we fizzled out that you'd hate that you think i'm annoying see i think that's why i feel guilty about the friendship breakup that happened when i was in college the one that i was responsible for is because the thing that i know hurts me the most I did to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not responsible for like, no, I am responsible for like my actions and I can apologize for that, but I can't control. That's what I was looking for. I can't control how that's received and whether or not they forgive me. And that's a hard thing for me because I want people to love me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You you don't have to like me, but But I I want you to love me. (laughs) I do want you to like, Think I'm a good person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't have to be friends, but like. Well, that's the thing, because like, again, you're I not want that you to know person I'm sorry. anymore. Yeah. yeah, you're not that yeah. person anymore. Um, so the number one thing you can do is give yourself space to grieve. Yeah, I think that that's super important because people, like we said in our grief episode, I think you think of grief and mourning as in divorce or like someone dying. Yeah. There are so many things that you can grieve, and this is one of them. Um, this says that Newton, Kristen Newton says to the brain, a breakup is a breakup. Sometimes people are wrestling through stages of grief. And then you start asking yourself, was I unhealthily attached to this person in a romantic mm-hmm. way? Because I've only ever associated this type of pain in a romantic connection or with a, a hurt like in the family. Yep. Uh, she said, but friendships are just as important and the feelings tied up in them just as profound, more even because we expect them to last longer. And I think because they are solely emotional. Yeah. Yes. Because 
yeah, there is no physical aspect to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you might like cuddle, whatever. You don't cuddle your friends. Me oh my neither, god, I, I felt so. One time, I got so drunk um, <laughs> with my friend there and his cousins right before his graduation, mm-hmm. and I went back to his house and I we ordered pizza. And there's a whole big group of people there, and I remember thinking, I remember telling him, "Hey, I'm gonna go just take a little nappy nap." In your room, it's like midnight, <laughs> and I'm I have to get up and go to work in the morning, mm-hmm. and but I have to go home. Like I have to go the fuck home. So I'm gonna go so nap for 15 nap. minutes, and then I'm gonna go home. Yeah. I woke up. He was cuddling me, <laughs> <laughs> and I w- drove to work, almost sobbing because I was like, I cheated on Shane. <laughs> <laughs> And I called him and I was like, I slept at Thayer's house and I woke up and he cuddled me and he was like, and, and I'm like, well, isn't that cheating? He's like, Thayer's your best friend. (laughs) And you were drunk and you slept at someone's house. Right. It's not a big deal. And I'm like, oh my God, who am I dating? Like my last boyfriend literally would have slashed my tires. Punched and drywall. Yeah. Oh, you, oh yeah. So much drywall would have gotten <laughs> annihilated. Oh my God. Right next to my head. Yep. Even. Oh, yep. because that's the way. That's or the way in, do it. one time he punched the concrete, the concrete between my legs. And then he, his knuckles were so like bloody. Well, yeah. And he looked at me like, oh, look what you look, made me do. And I'm like, what I did. <laughs> You crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Absolute lunatic. <laughs> that per- well, that sounds like an unstable human <laughs> Yeah, you know why he drinks Jaeger for sure, doesn't he? <laughs> I've served him. <laughs> Jaeger bombs. And I'm like, that's fitting. <laughs> yep, sounds about right. Um, Yeah, I know some people cuddle with their friends or like hold hands or whatever. I've never been a touchy person with anybody besides somebody yeah. that I'm dating or like my child. Mm-hmm. But I've like gotten close to someone when we're like watching a video or something. Yeah. No, I yeah. still can't. <laughs> We've done it. Have we? We've mm. touched? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. Now that Maybe. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> um, number two, get closure if you can. So with a romantic partner, there's usually a breakup conversation and you know that you're either in the relationship or you're not. But the blurry nature of starting and ending friendships makes it really hard to navigate the end because when yeah. is it the end? I read something about closure and it was like closure isn't closure is for you, but like you don't necessarily need the other person to get closure because like what's your goal with getting something from the other person? Yeah. Because if you resolve it, if you have that conversation, you still have to end it in some way or you fixed it. So it's not necessarily closure. Yeah. Closure is a, choice in, that in yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's accepting an apology you didn't receive yes and forgiving someone who didn't apologize yeah who didn't ask for it and that's exactly what it is newton recommends diagnosing what has gotten you to where you are and that means asking yourself a lot of questions like what exactly happened how is it affecting me no really how is it affecting yeah. me And then you can do your best to get clarity from your friend if you want to, if that's something that, but, but it doesn't, closure doesn't necessarily mean that the other person has to be involved. Yeah. And that's, I think what, what you said is so important. Like you can get closure from somebody without speaking to them. Yeah. Or just through yourself. Yeah. It's an internal thing. And I think that that was one of the hardest things 
that I've had to work through. And I think that without therapy, I don't know if I would have been able to get through some of the relationship hardships that I've had recently. Yeah. Come here, bud. Good boy. It's like, I'll lay here. Well, he did that last time and he kept knocking my mic and I just remember hearing it and being like, mother <laughs> trucker Mosby. Um, but I think through therapy, I've learned that I can only control my actions. And yeah. so while I have tried to find closure in situations, I have to ask myself like, do you stand by your choices? Yep. Do you stand by your actions? Is there anything that you regret? Is there anything that you feel ashamed of or embarrassed of or that you'd like to take accountability for? If you have done all of that and you are confident in the decisions that you made and that your intent in making them were for were well intended mm-hmm. and were what was best for you, then that's it. You can't the thing that Barbara tells me over and over again is you cannot control someone else's actions. Yep. You can only control yourself. And how you respond to that. Right. Yeah. And you you changing who you are to try to please this other person, mm-hmm. to try to fit into this other person's world does not serve you. Nope. So don't do it. Don't do it. And uh, they say if the friendship ends bad, if mm-hmm. it's one of the explosive ones, Danielle Jackson says, try your best to stop replaying and rehearsing what you should have said. Mm. But if a part of your healing process might be to say your piece or to apologize if you're the one who did something wrong, then you need to apologize whether they write you back or not. Yep. So that's it. If you if you want to apologize, fine. Do it for you. Do not do it for a reaction for them. Do not expect right. a reaction yeah. for them. Because, because I think if you do that, that's almost manipulative. It is. And yeah. nobody owes you forgiveness. Yep. And no one owes you an explanation. No, no one owes you an apology. No. If you did something wrong to somebody, they don't have to forgive you. Right. And you can apologize, but understand that if you're apologizing, you're doing it for yourself and for that person. Yeah, because you mean it. Yes. And you don't need anything back from them. Right. And I feel like what you just said of stop replaying it over and over again in your head is sometimes you may never know what or if you did anything wrong. Yeah. Yes. I th- And that's why I mention you can only control yourself. And if that's you're going to re- part of like fizzle out. Yes. Because it's like, what happened? If I'd have made one different decision. Would that person still be here? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. You can't change what is. And so that's why I say, if you're going to replay it, ask yourself if you're confident in your decisions. Yep. And if you are confident in your, in your decisions, then it doesn't matter. Then you you cannot beat go. yourself up. You cannot replay it and, and, like the game of life just don't save it and when you go back in and play do different choices that's not how it works but if you do look at it and you think oh i could have done something differently then then you can apologize yeah but one of the hardest things is you may never know what the fuck happened yeah yeah absolutely and that just has to be and you cannot move on from you can't think your way to figuring it out Mm -hmm. you'll never know and that just has to be okay yeah Because the next step is identifying what you need to do to move on. So once you have a proper diagnosis of the impact of the breakup on your life and on your mental and emotional state, then you can treat it properly. So diagnose how you feel about it. 
and then figure out where to go from there. So yeah. this might mean talking through things with someone else that you trust. Yeah. That could be helpful, a therapist or a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, creating space for yourself to grieve some more or removing things from your life that trigger memories that you're not ready to process yeah. through yet. That was something um, I have a – you guys know Rachel from um, – for better and worse, I was talking with her and something that she said to me was like, Jerry, if this is hard for you to see, if this is hard for you to deal with, you don't have to see this anymore. You don't have to engage or interact with it anymore. Just it, it can be gone with a click. If you are seeing someone on social media and it's hurting your heart, yes, remove it. You don't need to see it anymore. Right. And, and that might hurt the other person, but like you can't control that. You need to do what's best for you in that moment. And if that means removing people from your timeline or from your different social media platforms, do that. If it means unfollowing like hashtags or just checking off of social media totally, or not going to certain, I know people who like won't go to certain restaurants or won't yep. go to certain grocery stores. I won't go to certain grocery stores because of the breakup that I had. But, yeah. but literally, I don't want to bump into that yep. person. And I know where they grocery shop at. And I just won't go there. Yeah. I refuse to go back there. And that's yep. fine. That's a choice that I made. So I because have to let go o- of that place. Yeah, because not only like do you not want to run into them, but like there are certain places that hold memories. intense memories yes, for certain absolutely. people. And I'm like, I no longer want to be reminded of certain things. Not only because it, it's not always a painful thing. Like uh, I was hurt by them. It's like, because I loved them. Yeah. This hurts. Yeah. And I don't want the, to see it. The process of grief. Yeah. Um, what's important is Moving towards using the language of gratitude. So Jackson says, once you can start to put the relationship in the language of the past tense and say, you know what? I'm so thankful they were in my life during that session. You can have gratitude for it and not feel bitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because anger, I was talking to my mom about this and she was, before we just went out to dinner tonight. And she was like, so what's the topic for tonight? We talked a little bit about it. And she was telling me about things that happened to her and she's like and there was a point where I didn't or I knew why it happened and I was just so pissed every time I thought about it I was pissed pissed and Mm -hmm. I'm like that is a stage of grief anger is a stage that's fine feel those emotions let yourself feel angry don't take it out on that person because it's really not going to serve you it'll only make it worse but I think also it's important to note that just like grief I mean because this is grief yeah you are never going to arrive at being totally healed. Exactly. I th- you will bounce back and forth between all of the it's stages. It's like relapsing. Yeah. yeah. I w- and that's something Barbara tells me all the time. She's like, you're doing so well this week. I can tell that you feel like you're on top of things. I can see that you feel visibly lighter. It is important to know. That you're going to fall back. That you will fall back. And mm-hmm. I want you to be prepared for that. Yeah. And like Don't look that, at it as, as a failure when you Yeah. Do. That's so helpful to me. And like there's someone in my life for 10 years. I was I was suspended in anger. You could not bring this person up mm-hmm. without me getting pissed. Yep. And I, I now am in like a sad place with this yeah. person. Because I'm like you exist in the world. You have a whole life that I thought I'd be a part of that I'm not a part of. Yep. And there's a sadness there. I understand though. I understand now. And I am grateful for this person, but I think I'm experiencing multiple stages of grief with that person simultaneously. And then there's other people, um, how you kind of mentioned moving to a place of gratitude. It's almost, I've heard people say like, there's a reason for the season. And I think that 
that people are the same way. Yeah. Like people yes. come into your life for a, a season. Yes. And they maybe they're good for that reason. Mm-hmm. The person that I'm not close with anymore, um, she made me feel confident mm-hmm. for the first time in my life, really. She made me feel like um, I didn't have to put on a different facade. She loved me for who I was as a person and was not embarrassed to bring me around other people. Yeah. And she was like one of the more popular. This was yeah. a high school thing, but you know. And that was the first time I had had a person who was not ashamed to bring me around and be like, this is my best friend. I love yeah. her. Don't fuck with her kind of thing. Yeah. Now, I will always be grateful to her for doing that for me and being that person for me. Um, but I, I feel confident in who I am now and I, I don't need that anymore. Yeah. And not that I'm saying that, that that's all her, or yeah. that I used her for that. Yeah. I'm just saying that in I that think stage of your life, that's, that's what, what you I needed. needed. Yeah. And she was that person for me and I can still love her from afar yep. and not need her, need her to yeah. be that for me because I'm that for me now. I think my friend from high school that I'm no longer close with. Um, I think that when I was in that really terrible relationship, she was constantly trying to remind me of that. I deserved better and that I was smarter than that. And that I um, didn't have to deal with that. But I think the problem was when I finally got to a place where I loved myself, it was almost like I no longer fit into your bubble either yeah (laughs) yeah so like thank you for constantly reminding me but now that i know i no longer feel like we're a good match either and there's nothing wrong with you there's nothing wrong it's just that okay you know how oil is just fine yes on its own and water is just fine on its own but like (laughs) you mix them and they don't mix well but there's nothing wrong with With the oil or the water yes like that's what it was like yeah and I hope that that person knows that. I don't know. Um, I, I highly doubt that they'll ever <laughs> listen, <laughs> so listen to this or hear it. But <laughs> but if they do, I want them to. Know, yeah, I want them to know that I appreciate them and yep. I appreciate uh, any time that we spend together and that I don't ever think um, negatively about. I just don't think that we mix and there's nothing wrong exactly with that. Well, it's the same thing. You're not going to take people romantically to the end of your life with you. Yeah. It, it's the same way with friendships. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with either one of you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it but it is hard though, when you don't know what the season end yeah. is. Yeah. And so the season end comes and or you're like, why? I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't ready for the season to end, mm-hmm. but I guess the season's done. I guess it's over. Yeah. 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 Because I know that there are people who were in my life, like the pandemic was really hard. I don't know if you guys um, experienced this type of, I, I know everyone experienced the difficulty of the pandemic, but I don't know if you got close to people. If you found a closeness in someone during the pandemic that you felt like, I don't know if I'd have made it through this yeah. without this person. Um, and now that person is no longer in my life. And it's almost like I have to, I'm now in a place that's like, I needed them for that. Yeah. And they were what I needed in that moment. Yeah. And now... So thank you. Yes. But now we can move on. Yeah. And you, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like now that we're moving out of that season, I'm finding I'm finding other people that I never knew were going to be in my life. And it, But it is scary to think that people who are in my life now, who I, I hope to be in my life forever, yeah. 
might could. not be. Yeah. If you're one of those people, don't you fucking go don't anywhere. Fucking I swear to God. <laughs> I'm acting don't so strong, but I swear to God. <laughs> I am dependent on you <laughs> for happiness. I will cry. <laughs> Number four. And then I'll talk about you. <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Publicly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't leave me. <laughs> The next one says, assess the health and boundaries of your other friendships. <gasps> Important. One of the Apparently, I'm toxically threatening you to stay. <laughs> one of the biggest worries that comes with a friendship breakup can be how it will impact your wider group of friends. Yeah. This is important. Trust. Oh, yeah, because you, if, I mean, if I've never had, friends like, with, I've never yeah. had a wide group of friends. Me neither. But I do know. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> I do know that the person, the person who I was friends with in high school who were not friends with anymore like all of the friends that we had as a group mm -hmm. are all still friends with her yeah same with the people they're that I was friendly friends with. to me yes. but very good friends with, with her, her. Yeah. yeah that's the same with me and mm -hmm. with the people that i was friends with earlier on in high school all of them still keep in contact with the same friend group that we had yep. and it's almost like when you're in a romantic breakup yep. and you have to choose sides and it's like well those are your friends now even though i got close to you i felt like you were my friends well, when push came to shove, you choose this person yep. and you can't choose me anymore. That got you in the divorce, didn't he? I know, I'm sad. Mm. <laughs> it says, don't try to hide what's happening. Quote, if I cut off my hand, the rest of my body is going to notice that I don't have a hand anymore. Uh, but when <laughs> True that. <laughs> that's true. But when friend groups don't have healthy boundaries as a part of their friend culture, if one person falls out with another person within the group, the whole group is going to fall away. Mm. So it says, great, you're thinking even more lost. But if that's what ends up happening, it means those friendships weren't healthy to begin with. Yeah. And they are not well set up to support you. A huge part of maintaining healthy boundaries is realizing that it's okay to have different levels of connection with each other within a group. You can still feel very close to some people um, and have others only enter your life because they are friends with your friends. Yeah. And that's okay. That's something that you have to be okay with and not take it personally if when that falls apart, they gravitate towards the other person over you. I remember in seventh grade, for some reason, there <laughs> so was specific. a girl that I was not friends with. Yeah. I don't know why, because we grew up together, but her and I were not friends. We're friendly now. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I want to know who all of these people are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I... For some reason, didn't like this person. I don't know what the fuck our beef was, but it, this is just like come back to me. Okay. But the girl that I was friends with for a long time that we had the explosive friendship breakup, she was friends with both of us. Okay. And I remember her coming to me and saying like, I just want you to know like I am friends with so-and-so um, and I hope that's okay with you. And I remember, this is like me giving myself a pat on the back as a child, <laughs> but I remember saying like, your friendship with her has nothing, nothing to, to do, do with, with our me. friendship. Yeah. Yeah. So like just because her and I don't get along does doesn't not mean, you mean sides. Yeah. doesn't mean that you can't have a friendship with her mm -hmm. and that you can't have a friendship with me. So like, I'm happy for you. Yeah. I'm happy <laughs> that you good. are close with her. I'm so glad you have other people that aren't me. <laughs> yeah. And I mean that. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's just uh, that. I remember being at my locker. Like, you unlocked a memory for me just then. We're just like, I just want to let... It was almost like she was telling me she cheated on me. And yeah, I'm like, like no, I you can like have... No. You can have well, That was such friend. a catty thing. Gosh, girls in high school and mm -hmm. middle school are so... Were. I hope you guys are getting better. I don't know. I don't think We do are. have some... We do have a few, like, young people in our audience. 
if you're still in the thick of it, know that that shit gets better because it does. wow, that's it does. that's a rough age. Mm-hmm. And friendships that you have right there, it's okay that you don't carry them into the rest of your life. Yes. And that's okay. You will find You don't new... wear the same pair of jeans forever. Yeah. You'll find new people. Yep. And that's okay. Um, number five and the last one is remember that you still deserve friendship. It's not always easy to meet new people, especially once you get past your 20s. Oh, it's going to make me emotional. Really? I don't know why. I think it's because I don't make new friends anymore and I have those two and I'm mm. afraid to speak to them because I'm afraid they hate me even yeah. though they love me so much. Um, but it's important not to let the loss of one friend make you feel unworthy. Uh, Jackson says, I see it become a barrier sometimes to making new friends because we find so much of our identity in our friends. So when a friendship is over, what does that mean for me and who am I? Mm -hmm. I relate to that so much because it's almost like if I, if I connect with you, you have unlocked a part of me that I don't let anyone see. You straight up have like Voldemort, a piece of my soul. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And it, and when it doesn't work out or if it doesn't work out, took a piece of my soul with you. I feel, I feel broken. I feel like you saw the most raw version of me and and we're like, like, yo, fuck that person. Can't be around that. Yeah. Want absolutely fucking nothing to do with that. (laughs) And it, it, that does make me fearful to open myself up to To other people people because you're like, wow, maybe I'm the problem. Yep. A hundred percent. Any, any negative thing I had ever, or any negative thing I put into this space, any negative thing I ever thought about myself or any negative thing that was said to me by someone else. You just reinforced it. You reinforced it and validated it in that moment by either not telling me what happened or by just, uh, and I, I feel so guilty knowing I did that to someone else, but yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Just learn from it and grow from it. That's all you can do. It says losing that sense of belonging and acceptance is hard and all the more reason to work on in developing an unconditional sense of self-worth. That yes. is so important. That is innate and can support you through difficult times. This says, lastly, Kristen Newton says, it is important to understand that the overwhelming sense of emotion that we feel amidst the breakup can sometimes feel very paralyzing. It can be difficult to cope with. Give yourself the freedom and the permission to feel what you feel and remind yourself of what is true and act on what you believe. I want to go back to what you said about having an unconditional love for yourself. Sense of self-worth and such. Yes. That will not sit well with other people. Yeah. People who do not have unconditional intrinsic self-love will not like it on someone else. No. And they will try to manipulate you and make you feel bad for having it. Yes. Don't feel bad for putting yourself first, for loving yourself the most. Mm-hmm. You should. Yes. You should have an absolutely unconditional love for yourself. Ask yourself, That's- as long as you have reflected and you feel confident in the decisions and the actions that you've made and the words that you have spoken, you cannot decide how other people have taken them, but if you stand by them and you love yourself through that, don't apologize for it and don't let someone label that. You, yes. Also, keep in mind that having that unconditional sense of self-worth and self-love means doing what you would do for other people. Yes. So if you love yourself that much, would you want to see your best friend or your romantic partner in a situation that you're in doing the things that you're doing? Would it hurt you that they're doing them? Think about yourself in that same way. 
If you, you if know. you would want someone that you love to forgive themselves, to give themselves yes. a break, to yes. um, love themselves, to pick themselves back up, and you know, do Be that the best version of themselves. Yeah. You, you have owe to that do that to yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yay! <laughs> we love you. We do love you. You're all our internet friends. <laughs> yeah. We've um if we're guys, gonna be shitty friends to you. <laughs> I don't know if you guys um there was a podcast called Approachable, it's not called Approached, but they their I think their first it was one of their first episodes. Um they talked about parasocial relationships, which we've talked about talking about before, but you can go I don't know if they still have it available. If they do, go listen to that. Um but they talked about how with parasocial relationships, you have relationships with people that you don't know. Like yes. us to you guys, you guys probably have a parasocial relationship with us where you feel very invested in our life. Like, you know, mm-hmm. us personally, like we're best friends, which we want that. That was the whole point of this is to give you guys friendship, yeah. but we don't know you <laughs> a <laughs> yes. lot of the time. Like there's certain ones of you that I do know. Yeah. Um, because you're super active and, and you've communicated with us a lot, but there's, thousands and thousands of people tens of thousands of people who are listening to us talk we don't know all of you yeah but like we do love you yeah we love you a lot we do love you we want the best we for you. want you to love yourself yes yes so all of these things that you hear make us let us be your inner voice yeah let us plant our seed in you yeah, we want to put we plant we want to seed you up <laughs> <laughs> let me seed you up baby <laughs> um well that's that's all. I hope this made sense. If not, and this yeah. was just a comfort episode for you to have on in the background while you do stuff that is actually fall important. Asleep cool. To this one. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> this would be such a good one to fall asleep to, be. or it would create like a trauma dream. I don't know. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's the that on friendship breakups. Uh. All right. We love you guys. We we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Oh, well, We're out. Well. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>